At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. The show is Rush Hour, presented by Bed Rivers. Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Fiverr. You can get in touch with me on the tweets. As for VEASAN, the sports betting network, at VEASAN Live and VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get filled with so much exclusive, uh, exclusive, excuse me, rough start content <laughs> to help you out, not only betting for Monday Night Football tonight, but the rest of the games all around the betting landscape. And we're looking to get you that tonight. Like we said, we got Dan Leach, host of the Detroit City Cats. He will be joining us in 15 minutes. Interesting matchup with the Eagles this upcoming week. We'll get his handicapping thoughts not only on that game, but a big game in college football up in Michigan. You got the Wolverines and the Spartans. Who does Mr. Leach like? He will let us know in about 15, like we said. 30 minutes from now, Adam Burke, sports betting analyst with us here at VEASAN. He's got some NFL thoughts, some college football thoughts, especially tonight for Monday Night Football. So excited to discuss that with Adam in about a half hour. At the end of the show, like we typically do with the primetime games, Mondays and Thursdays, we've got Danny's Dimes. I've got one play for tonight's game that we'll dish out, but also a couple more on the hardwood. we got a big NBA slate, a couple of props. That's right, props. And basketball we're bringing back that we'll discuss as well. And just because they only got one play in Monday Night Football doesn't mean we're not going to be looking at some of the other angles that I had strong thoughts on. So we'll discuss that in about 45 minutes to wrap up the show. But let's go ahead and begin it previewing Monday Night Football and looking at where the line has moved for the Saints and the Seahawks. Now, this one opened up at about three and a half, and it's really been just ticking up and ticking up in favor of New Orleans. Right now at Bet Rivers, you see the Saints laying four in the hook. Money line has them laying $2. If you look at the Seahawks as the home dog, plus 175. And the total, speaking of movements, this one has come down. 44, now down to 41 and a half and still shaded to the under minus 114. Main reason, both of these offenses are struggling right now and also because the weather, just like last night for Sunday night football, is going to be gross. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be windy, which would lead a lot of bettors to thinking it's going to be a lower scoring affair. Plus, you look at the Saints team in general. I mean, Jameis Winston hasn't been lighting it up in terms of throwing the ball and you don't have Russell Wilson. You don't have Chris Carson. You got Geno Smith back there. So even if it was great weather, probably wasn't going to be a lot of points in this one. So that's why you've seen it with the movement going toward the under. And if you're looking just for some of the notable injury news, Saints-wise, linebacker Quan Alexander has been activated, defensive end Marcus Davenport, and wide receiver Traquan Smith. They've been 
named active off of the IR. So something to keep in mind. If I was going to be betting anything, it would have been the Saints in this game for the full game, honestly. And look, now that it's at four and a half, I really don't want to touch it. So maybe there will be an in-game betting aspect that I can jump in on. But the Saints are the better team coming off the bye, in my opinion. Have the better defense that can limit the run game. So I think they are matched up better than the Seahawks in this spot. But again, numbers gotten a little bit too high. So personally, I'm probably just going to stay away from it as of this point. But let's get you in touch with some of the first half betting angles instead of the full game. Like we always kick it off on Monday and Thursday. Let's jump into it, folks. Time for my better half. Seahawks, Saints, what are these first half lines looking like right now at Bet Rivers? Starting with the first half three-way option, you've got the Saints to be leading going into the second half. If you believe that is the right call, you are laying minus a buck 39. However, if you're trending to the side of the dog in Seattle, it's plus 150. Now, as we always explain, the first half three-way betting option allows you to bet the tie which is plus 950. But if you don't want to mess with the tie, if you don't care about getting a little bit better value, you can always do the tie no bet. So if it does push, you would get your money back as opposed to the first half three-way bet. If you don't bet the tie and it is tied going into the second half, you would lose your money. But the tie no bet first half option has the Saints instead of minus 139 up to minus 167. And instead of getting plus 150 on the Seahawks, you're getting plus 135. Now, this season thus far, you look at the Seahawks and what they've done in the first half. This is a team that's averaging just under 13 first-half points per game, which is 11th best in the NFL. Defensively, they're allowing 10.7, which is 16th. But, of course, you have to consider the difference with Geno Smith as quarterback versus Russell Wilson, naturally. Uh, Saints on the other side, an offense that's putting up about 12 first-half points per game, which is 17th, so not ideal. But defensively, they thrive in the first half, allowing just 8.6 first-half points per game, which is third best in the first half defensively for New Orleans. First-half money line this season, Seahawks 3-2-1 on the first-half money line. Saints are actually 3-1-1 on the first-half money line. They had that game where they dominated against Green Bay, leading 17-3. Then they had the weird just... Gross game at Carolina, trailing 17-0. Then they go to Foxborough. They're leading 14-3 at the half. They were tied up 7-7 with the Giants. And then at Washington, they were up 20-13. The Saints are such an anomaly to me right now. I really just don't know how to bet them. But the, the benefit for betting them in this game, potentially, is for the fact that you're going up against this just, you know, injury-depleted Seahawks team right now, right? And you're getting the Saints off of a bye. And it, look, New Orleans hasn't had a tough schedule by any stretch. Yeah, you beat the Packers in game one. That was such a weird game. But aside from that, there hasn't been anything really that impressive. So I, I would get why you'd want to lean toward the Saints here. But look, and if, and if you don't want to lay that much on the money line, because minus 167 isn't necessarily ideal. Of course, it's a little bit steep here, especially with these bad weather conditions where turnovers with Jameis Winston as your quarterback is definitely a force to be reckoned with. You could always opt with the spread. Two and a half, you're under the key number three. Saints naturally laying two in the hook, minus 114. You want to take two and a half with Seattle, it is minus 107. If we applied this spread to every single first half for the Seahawks, they would be four and two against the number. If you did that with the Saints, they would be three and two against the spread because they have tied in a game this season. Now, moving aside from just straight up winner and spread, let's take a gander into the total points for this first half. 20 and a half shorter number, and we expressed why that was the case, whether just lack of dominance on the offensive side of the ball from each respective team. But at Bet Rivers, total points in this first half is 20 and a half, over under minus 110 each way. Seahawks have gone over this mark in three games. They've stayed under it in three games. But the last three games, they have stayed under it as well. Remember, Geno Smith being a big part of those three games, not a big part, but, you know, one and a half games, I guess you could say at this point. And with this weather, it doesn't give me any confidence to wanting to bet the over. Saints, they have gone under, or they've stayed under this, excuse me, um, in four out of five games, oddly enough. Only game they went over was their most recent game at Washington, where it was 20-13. to 13. Again, the Saints' offense has not been prolific. They haven't been anything impressive. And I get it, 20 and a half is a short number, but there's no way I would be rushing to bet the over before I would be doing the under in this game. And I get it, that's what everyone was thinking last night, and look, it came through at the last second to the over, but truthfully, you know, as much as the Seahawks team has talent with their receivers, they're probably going to try to establish that run game right away, and to no avail, in my opinion, because where the Saints do have some good side of their team, really, defensively, is stopping the run. That's really where their strong suit is defensively. 
Their secondary is fine, but it's not great. Stopping the run is where they have done exceptionally well this season. And then when you look at the Saints, you got Alvin Kamara. He's going to be the main source of your offense. He's going to be getting it done on the ground. You can get it done on either side, whether it's in the air or on the ground against the Seahawks defense. They really have no benefit on that side of the ball. So why not try to establish a run with this crappy weather, thus winding down the clock more so, and not as much scoring would be the assumption. So total points in this first half, the under 20.5, would be the only side I would lean to, if anything. Now, of course, you could always opt in to do the individual team total points in the first half. And in this spot, the Seahawks have a total point number of 9.5. Shaded to the under, minus 118, over minus 110. Again, Seahawks have gone over this in three games. They've stayed under it in three games. Saints have allowed opponents over this mark in just two out of five games. However, Carolina had 17, and then Washington had 13. It's tough. You're not at 10. You know, in terms of keyish numbers for the first half, you are under it. So I could see the incentive for betting the over, but maybe the field goals are going to be coming at a rare spot here because of how bad the weather is. That's why it's tricky to bet the overs in any kind of sense for not only the first half, but truthfully the whole game. And then you look at the Saints, 10 and a half. This one shaded to the under, minus 118 over minus 110. Saints have gone over 10 and a half first half points in three out of five games. Seahawks have allowed opponents over this mark in just two out of six games, though. Minnesota had 21. Pittsburgh had 14. So, look, I, I would rather do the total points with 20 and a half and bet that under than I would do with the individual playing because as much as I would want to take the Saints under the 10 and a half because you're over the 10, I mean, do we really trust the Seahawks' defense regardless of how bad the weather is? I, it's still a tough task, really, truthfully, to me. So I think you look at the combined total, you get it a little bit higher and just hope it's a gross game all around and bet the under if you're looking for an angle in the first half. At the top of my list would be betting the total points under 20 and the hook. Now, aside from the first half bets, we always like to throw out some other areas that you can kind of dive into if you're interested. And we're talking about total points. What about the total points for the full game? If you're curious about that angle, the Seahawks are at 18.5, shaded to the over, minus 115. Look, overall in game, Seattle's averaging 23.3 points per game, but the Saints limiting opponents to scoring just 18.2. Seahawks have gone over this mark in four out of six games, but remember to consider who your quarterback is going to be. Geno Smith, not Russell Wilson. They had 17 versus the Rams where they stayed under, where you got half of Geno Smith, and 20 at Pittsburgh when you got all of Geno Smith. And the weather conditions are going to be atrocious tonight. So, under would probably be, again, the only play I would make. Uh, total points by the Saints, 23.5. Shaded to the under, minus 125. Do I want to lay that? No. But do I trust the Saints to get over 23.5? Not necessarily because, again, Jameis Winston hasn't been a consistent passer. They've been running the ball and running the ball. And if they're going to have success running the ball tonight, they're not going to need to pass it and thus probably not going to be getting as many points as they normally would winding down that clock, slowing the tempo of this game. The Saints are averaging 25 per contest, and defensively, Seahawks are allowed about 25 per game. But again, look, the Seahawks have allowed opponents to go over this in half the games, half they kept them under. I just think it's really tough to bet any kind of over in this game unless you're seeing something different in you, unless you think the weather's not that big of a factor. The offense is still getting momentum regardless of it, and you could jump in on it. But for now, it would be unders or nothing. Coming up next, Stanley's talking about unders. Detroit Lions look like they're staying under their season win total. We'll get thoughts on his squad coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Rush Hour on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. We've got the Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now Denver for all your city casts. So subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available and get hooked up with local betting content five episodes a week. Okay, welcome back to Rush Hour. It is VCD Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, not only for Rush Hour, but the Chicago City Cast. And joining us now, fellow City Cast host, Dan Leach. And fellow Dan, always like to point that out. He hosts the Detroit City Cast. And look, Dan, uh, look, your Lions remain your Lions. My Bears remain my Bears in terms of them disappointing us. You got some college football to look forward to, so we'll talk about that before we let you go out of the segment. But we got to begin with the Lions. Your thoughts on their performance this past week. Almost had some people fooled for a second. Rams came alive at the end. What were your thoughts on that game? Always good to see you, Danny, baby. And listen, I had to talk our, speaking of CityCast, our L.A. counterpart, Danielle Avari, off the ledge. She was like, I got to take the Lions plus the 15 and a half, 16 and a half. And I said, do not take the Lions, even if your life depended on it. And, of course, like, listen, I'm happy I was wrong for her sake. But this is a Lions team at 0-7 that, you know, every team's fighting for wins in the NFL, Danny. But is there a team that deserves a win more than Dan Campbell and his guys? They're undermanned. They don't have the quarterback they used to in Matthew Stafford. They're they're down rag now. They're down Okuda. They have no wide receivers to speak of, maybe other than the up-and-coming Amon Ross St. Brown, Equiminius' brother. And they find a way to not only have a lead, but have a lead for a lot of the game, you know, get the lead back in the third quarter. If it wasn't for Goff's two interceptions and Dan Campbell deciding to go for it on like every fourth down in the history of football, maybe things could have gone a little differently. But the Rams are such a better team. They're clearly a top five team in the NFL. And for the Lions to play the way they did, I still have no clue if Dan Campbell's going to be a good coach. But so far through seven games, yes, they're winless. This team has fought harder than any Lions team I can remember for a long time. Probably going back to maybe Jim Schwartz. When he took over for 0-16, the 2008 Lions that were, uh, you know, 0-16, and then drafted Stafford over on number one. They found a way, and they're finding ways to hang in games against teams they shouldn't. But the bottom line is it's a total rebuild. They're 0-7. They're the only winless team in the NFL, and they'll still break your heart. So it's right back to SOL. Same old Lions. (laughs) Well, Dan, you know, when we were discussing this team, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago, it could have been longer, but you and I got into a discussion about Jared Goff. And we're like, look, this guy is competent enough to at least not really destroy your team, right? And then when you heard Dan Campbell kind of call him out, you need a little bit better quarterback play. What's been your analysis up to this point? Because, again, I agreed with you. I mean, I didn't think Jared Goff was a bad enough quarterback that would prevent you from going deep with your team. We saw it happen with the Rams, but you had a lot of good surrounding talent. You don't have that with the Lions, but what do you think happens with the quarterback situation heading into this offseason and what would you personally prefer well danny just for fun i I was calling this rams lions game the stafford golf revenge game it really wasn't a stafford revenge game the lions traded him to the rams to help win a super i mean not not to help win a super bowl but the rams wanted him to help win a super bowl golf was kind of thrown off on the trash heap a guy that was 26 years old 
a former overall number one, won a playoff game last year, went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, was the youngest guy to ever get to the NFC title game, and, you know, when he, when he got there in 2018. So, you know, it's one of these things, Danny, I'm a big poker player. I liken it to Jared Goff being a pair of aces. I'm not saying he is this great quarterback, but he could be around for, for the foreseeable future. You could trade him. You could, you know, go all in with those aces. You could limp in. You could fold. There's all these different possibilities for what Jared Goff could be for the Lions. But so far, I mean, yesterday, the two picks hurt the Lions' chances of maybe having this huge upset. But he wasn't terrible, 22-36 and 36 for 268 and a touchdown, that early 63-yarder to DeAndre Swift, who is a piece that will be around going forward. As far as Jared Goff goes, you know, in the future, I'm not, like, super high on him, Danny. But it's not, you can't really evaluate this guy until after at least this first full season. Lions are going to probably draft a quarterback in the next couple of years. He could study under Goff. Maybe Goff has this crazy epiphany and, and turns things around under the Anthony Lynn-led offense and Dan Campbell's coaching staff. But right now, if I had to give Goff a grade, it'd be like a CC+. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been terrible for much of the time. He's kind of been like porridge right in the middle. <laughs> well, Dan, maybe he has a chance to do some good work this upcoming week as your Lions hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that pretty much just as nearly as poor of a performance this season. I'm sure you and Ryan Rossi and host of the Philly City Cats will have some fun going back and forth about this game. But this could be a very solid opportunity for Detroit, and especially for the fact that they're catching three and a half at home. This totals at 47 and a half. Tell us what's going to happen in this matchup. Yeah, full disclosure, two weeks ago, uh, we talked about this. I love the Lions getting the three and hook at home against Cincinnati. The Bengals have come off that tough field goal miss parade against the Packers in overtime. I was totally wrong about that. There's not a lot of trust level in this Lions team, especially after, you know, fighting as hard as they did, going out West Coast and coming back and kind of, you know, not that they won the game, but having that you know usual kind of letdown after almost being one of the NFL's best. So I don't love, I mean, it's three and a hook at home. It's a home dumb dog. The Lions historically have played pretty good at Ford Field, but there's obviously a very small sample size under Dan Campbell. I, I was on the Raiders, so I don't think the, Philly, the Eagles are that good of a team, but Jalen Hurts can slice and dice you, and the Eagles have way better skill players. I know the Miles Sanders injury, injury notwithstanding, way better overall skill players on offense than the Lions do, aside from maybe DeAndre Swift and Hawkinson. And I just feel like the it sets it sets you up for thinking the Lions are going to be in this game. I'm not saying that they're going to get blown out, but I, I do not like the Lions to cover. I don't like the Lions to come close to winning, but there's not a lot of trust in Philly either. It just seems like the kind of spot like the Cincy game where the Lions have a chance to finally break the winless streak, and then Philly comes in and wins 40 to 10. <laughs> that, that would be pretty classic. That would not shock me whatsoever. But you're right. I mean, this is similar. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, and you're right. This is similar because you and I were talking about with that Bengals game. Hey, take the points of this Lions team that is look competitive. Tough spot for the Bengals. And then we all know what happens. Would not be shocking whatsoever if a similar result occurred when the Eagles come to Detroit to take on your Lions. So uh, maybe not the most look forward to in that game if the Lions fall again. But, Dan, you got some college football action in your home state to look forward to. That's for sure. Michigan, Michigan State, Wolverines, a four-point favorite currently against the Spartans. Total in this one at 51.5. How are you betting this game, my friend? Danny, it's no secret I'm a big Michigan fan, but of course, cover Michigan State, so you got to be fair. This is easily one of the biggest Michigan-Michigan State games in not just my lifetime, but anybody's. It's the first time since 1964 that both teams are going to be in the top 10 when they meet each other. There's all the history. There's trouble in the snap. There's the, the Spartan Bob clock game. There's all this hard-hitting awesomeness. And when you look at this game, I mean, you see the three and a half out there, and, and there was some pumped up, you know, money on Michigan public-wise early. They got this game to as high as four and a half in certain places. I don't, I'll just be completely honest. As a Michigan fan, I have many large bets on Michigan straight up. I have money line bets, and I have individual friend bets with, you know, lots of my friends that I'm going to be able to troll once Michigan wins. And I'm making them pay me at the game that I'll be in on Saturday, by the way, Danny. I, I don't want to bet a team that I love that I feel like it's going to win this game, but then win by two and I, I lose the bet but win the game, which is what it's all about, but I don't want to lose money. And telling people out there, I think this is going to be a close game. I do think Michigan's going to win this, but that line is kind of right where it should be. 
and I think it's going to go up. I, I know some people, maybe Spartan backers, want to wait till later in the week when the Sharps might bang it if they're on to this game and get it down to three and a half or three. I think it's going to go the other way. I think it's going to go up to four and a half, which we've seen at times, five or higher. And in that kind of case, you look at the money line, you're laying a buck 90, but you're not going to have to worry about any kind of late, crazy, trouble the snap nonsense. Michigan wins the game, you win your bet. That's where I'm at with it right now. I do think Michigan overall has a lot, of, you know, a little better talent than Michigan State. But boy, the Spartans have played some great football. They're at home. It's a huge home field advantage. I've been at Spartan Stadium many times. It is even louder than Michigan Stadium with less fans, and it's going to be epic on Saturday at high noon. Dan, we got about a minute left here. Any strong thoughts on the total at 51.5? It feels like the line is right, but it's always a little bit harder to judge the total, in my opinion, with these type of games where it's a rivalry game. It's close, you know, neck and neck in terms of what could go down at the end. So what kind of momentum or rather tempo are we going to see out of both teams? I think it's going to be, Danny, this game is way always harder hitting than even the Michigan-Ohio State game. It's always the hardest hitting game on both team schedules. I think there's going to be a lot of feeling out early in this game. Cade McNamara is, is no Tom Brady, so it's not going to be this, this scoring palooza. Both defenses are pretty solid at their best. I think that I, I definitely lean the under in this one. I, I feel it's going to be like a 31 you know, 17-type game or, you know, 24-20 type game, something like that, if it's close. I think this game is going to go under the total, but it's not a it's not a huge play for me, but I think it's going to be a much, you know, lower-scoring game than some people think it'll be. Well, hey, Dan, have a heck of a time there. I know you'll be going crazy, and hopefully your Wolverines come through for you, my friend. Thanks, as always, for joining us on Rush Hour. Looking forward to your episodes uh, later this week with the Detroit City guests, not only for the Lions, but, of course, your post-game reaction for the Wolverines and Spartans. Best of luck, my friend. Always a pleasure and honor. Go Blue! Yes, sir. Dan Leach at DanLeach971 on the tweets where you can follow him along. I'm sure he'll be giving you updates left and right when he's at the game. He's pumped for that one, as you can tell, as he always is. And you can check him out to get more of his excitement, analysis, insight on the Detroit City cast. Knows the ins and outs of everything Michigan sports. So love getting Dan on the show and looking forward to that game. I'm sure we'll be discussing that a lot more throughout the week here on Rush Hour. Michigan. Lane four, again, that total at 51 and a half. Mr. Leach going with the Wolverines outright. Okay, coming up next, Adam Burke joining us, talking NFL, college football right here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. And you can do that by starting your VEASAN free trial today, which gives you full access to our sports betting experts. And it includes 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game. Plus, you get full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to Rush Hour right here on the aforementioned VSIN. The Sports Betting Network, Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. The crowd is filling up, getting ready for tonight's game with the Saints and the Seahawks. And to help us handicap that, and even more so, it's a man who does great contributions to the network. Adam Burke, sports betting analyst with us here at VSIN at Skating Tripods on Twitter. Adam, as always, thank you for joining us. And we have just seen some very late movement with the Saints and the Seahawks. We were talking about this game like maybe 10, 15 minutes ago. Uh, this line was at four and a half, at least at Bet Rivers in favor of the Saints. Now I just saw it jump up to five and a half in favor of New Orleans. Total sold about 41 and a half. What did you think about this game? And are you agreeing with this late movement toward the away squad? You know, this is a game I didn't really like anything side or total as we kind of looked at this one throughout the week as the market was maturing a little bit. If this number gets up to six, I may take a small shot with Seattle here, just expecting them to keep this close. Again, you got a game of the total here in the 41 and a half range. Low scoring expectation. The more points you can get, the more attractive that underdog winds up being. So for me, if it gets up to six, I'll take a look at Seattle. If not, I won't have anything on side or total. The only thing I did play tonight was actually Alex Collins of the Seahawks over his rushing total. I see that's 43 and a half now predominantly in the marketplace. I don't think Pete Carroll and the offensive staff really wants to put this game 
fully in the hands of Geno Smith. I think they will want to run the ball with Collins, who was, of course, questionable coming into the week. But Collins should get a lot of touches. He got a lot of touches relative to his snap count last week. So I think over 43 and a half with him was a pretty good look for tonight. It is funny you bring that up. That's a prop we're going to be going over in our next segment. And I was very close to doing the same play. The only thing that kept me a little bit hesitant was, as you alluded to, his questionable status heading into this game. And it's not that, you know, they're not going to throw him out there if he's not pretty close to 100%. So I would still have the strong lean to the over. And, yeah, I mean, you're getting a solid number now than what it was earlier, about 46-and-a-half, and now, like you said, 43-and-a-half in most markets. So they'll look to utilize him, I'm sure, even with the weather especially. And that kind of leads into my next question. I mean, Adam, this total down to 41-and-a-half, the under seems like it'd still be the right play, but is it almost too low for you to get involved in? Yeah, I mean, at this point, if you're playing an under like this, you're getting the worst of the number. And and perhaps this thing does keep going down until we get to kick off here. That's a possibility. But you could have had this at a much better number earlier on in the week. The weather forecast all over the West Coast has been quite bad. And, of course, we saw that have an impact, uh, at least in the first half, toward the tail end of the first half, in last night's game. So that is a good reminder, though, Danny, is check the weather. You know, now that we're into late October, we'll be in early November next week here, Check the weather reports. Look for wind. Look for precipitation. They will have an impact on both sides and totals as we go forward here. All right, Adam. Well, speaking of the West Coast, the game out there this upcoming week, drawing your interest, how about the Chargers and the Patriots? Los Angeles, a five-and-a-half-point favorite currently in this Week 8 matchup with a total of 48. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, you know, this is kind of a perfect storm situation for me in the sense that the last time we saw the Chargers, they got blown out. They didn't play well. They got beaten up by the Baltimore Ravens. Then they went on their bye week. And everybody, you know, when a team goes on a bye, everybody in the market kind of forgets about them a little bit. But then you start thinking about the Chargers, and the last thing you remember is, oh, yeah, they got blown out by the Ravens. Well, what did we see the Patriots do while the Chargers were on a bye? They scored a 50-burger. They hung a big number on the Jets. Now the Patriots go out west to take on a Chargers team. I love their head coach, Brandon Staley. I love their philosophy of being very aggressive, going forward on fourth down. One of the things I think has held New England back this season, the vanilla play calling. They've been very, very conservative. This is not a good matchup going up against a very aggressive team that will push the envelope. And as we know, the Chargers struggle defensively against teams that can run the football. You know what the New England Patriots can't do? Run the football. So I think this is a phenomenal matchup for the Chargers off a bye with extra prep time. My favorite play of the week here with the Chargers minus five and a half. Couldn't agree more. Exactly the same reasons you just threw out there. I mean, the head coaching matchup, everybody's always like Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick. But there's been some suspect play calling from him this season in decision making, two on fourth down. That's why I also love Brandon Staley. think he's a coach of the year as at this point because he's being innovative. He's doing the different things analytically that, you know, all of us on Twitter are preaching about left and right. And he's actually making it come to fruition. And it's been successful for the most part thus far. So I'm with you, too. I like the Chargers a lot in this spot against the Patriots. Um, what about the Titans and Colts? You know, we, we talk about, you know, forgetting some teams or, you know, recency bias in general, Adam, and the Colts got a nice one against the 49ers. I was back in Indy, you know, all credit to the Colts for figuring it out, but the Titans have had some impressive wins themselves these past couple of weeks, but they're only laying a point and a half and this totals at 49. Do you think the spread's too low on Tennessee or is that the appropriate amount of respect that should be given to the Colts? I mean, look, anytime you beat the, the, the Bills and the Chiefs in back-to-back weeks, you're going to get some respect for it. And, and even though the Chiefs are a mess right now defensively, you've got all the turnovers, still some fairly elite numbers when they're not turning the football over on the offensive side. So for Tennessee to hold them to three points, deserving some respect out there in the marketplace. With that being said, you know, look, you're also talking about a Titans team that has a loss to the Chiefs this year, probably should have lost to Seattle earlier on in the year, at least when they had Russell Wilson. I look at this game, and I think the wrong team is favored here. I think Indianapolis should be the favorite. Indianapolis was the favorite on the look-ahead line. And now all of a sudden, you've got this flipped favorite scenario just because Tennessee beat a Kansas City team that at this point in time looks like it may miss the playoffs completely. I think it's an overreaction here. I think the Colts are playing better. I think Carson Wentz being healthier looks a lot better, looks a lot more comfortable in that offense. And the Colts' defense kind of starting to play up to its capabilities as well. So, you can call it a letdown spot, you can call it a flat spot, whatever you want for Tennessee here, but I just think that there's some line equity on the Colts in this one, and I am on them, plus one, plus one and a half here this week. 
Interesting. It also could be a great teaser opportunity to tease up the Colts, even if you want some more extra security for that game. But should be a fun one nevertheless. As in college fo uh, football, Adam, this week, some SEC action that could draw a lot of interest. What about the Bulldogs taking on the Gators? Georgia have an extra time to prep for this one. A 14-and-a-half point road favorite. This total at 50-and-a-half. This season, it seems like no number has been too high for Georgia. Do you agree with that sentiment for this matchup, or would you maybe draw some interest into taking 14 in the hook? Yeah, you know, I think you can really talk yourself into a Florida play here. I mean, I know that Georgia looks completely dominant. They're deserving of all the accolades that they've had here so far this season. But with that said, Florida is the top team in the country in yards per carry. They're fifth in yards per play. Georgia really hasn't faced an offense that has this kind of explosive potential that Florida does. Also, you think about Florida, and, and maybe their best performance of the season was that loss to Alabama. I just think Dan Mullen is one of those guys that game plans really, really well for these elite opponents. I don't know why his teams kind of stumble when they play middle of the road or lesser competition, but when they step up in class, Dan Mullen always has this team ready to play. He just, I don't know if it's his focus level, if the team kind of feeds off of him, something like that. I think Florida will be ready to go here in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, and I think that they will cover this number. I don't think that they win. I don't think we get some of the stunners like what we've seen here earlier on in the year, but I do think getting two touchdowns, Florida's a very dangerous team here this weekend. Okay, another college football game to look forward to. Adam, we got about a minute and a half left. Your neck of the woods, UNLV, Nevada, 20 and a half is what we're seeing the Wolfpack lane here. Total at 58 and a half. What are you thinking for this game? Yeah, you know, I know if you look at this game statistically, it obviously looks like a significant mismatch. And look, maybe that's the way it's going to be bet. But I think 20 and a half is a big number here. I mean, this is UNLV's season. This is it for them. They're not going to a bowl game. You know, maybe they'll win a game, something like that. But this is their season. For Nevada, tough loss last week to Fresno State. They still play San Diego State, Air Force, and Colorado State in Mountain West play. They still have a chance to be in that conference championship game. So this is UNLV's Super Bowl. This is Nevada's rivalry game, but they also have more on the line further into the season here. So I just think 20 and a half is just too big of a number. Shop around for a 21 if you can find one. But I think UNLV keeps this game close. They've led at halftime in four of their games this season and have lost them. So they've been prepared. The talent level's better. I think this is just too many points in this rivalry game here for the Fremont Cannon. Okay, plus 20 and a half for the Runner Rebels. Big game for them. Like you said, this is their whole season as of this point, so Adam is looking to take the points with UNLV. Adam, you're the man. Keep up the great work, and thank you, as always, for joining us here on Rush Hour. Absolutely, man. From one Burke to another, have a good night. That's right. You as well, my friend. Adam Burke at Skating Tripods on the tweets. And always subscribe to VSIN, VSIN.com slash subscribe. You get Adam's write-ups. You can see him on other shows. Not only does he touch on NFL and college football, he'll have you covered for the World Series starting tomorrow. I know he's got strong thoughts. We ran out of time, unfortunately, but he'll have that typed up for you. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Coming up next, we've got some plays and some thoughts, not only for Monday Night Football. What about the hardwood, the NBA? That's right, the undefeated Bulls going at it tonight again with the Raptors. I got some action there as well. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Yeah. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups, plus, they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And don't forget this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bets. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaceYourGrass.com, New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Okay, we are wrapping up a Monday evening here in the Chicagoland area. The show is Rush Hour. The network is VEASAN. Sports Betting Network, thank you for joining us as we are live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. The seats are getting filled, like we always say, especially on those prime time nights with Monday Night Football to look forward to. And we'll get into some of that action in a second. But the crowd is here, obviously, for the Bulls, baby. That's what we have to look forward to here in Chicago. And I wanted to touch on this game because I do have some best bets in this matchup and also in the NFL game tonight. But let's get into it with Danny's Dimes, my favorite plays for tonight. My official plays, rather, but naturally, they're my favorite plays. But let's jump into it, folks. Time for Danny's Dimes, and we are starting with the Bulls and the Raptors. No, I am not betting on the Bulls, so I'm not going to give you my biased take on wanting to bet Chicago here. It does look like some of the sharper money has come on Toronto. I still kind of like the Bulls' money line, but I'm not going to touch that necessarily. They are a two-point favorite. Total at about 213.5. Where my interest lie in this game is actually some player props and not on the Bulls. Actually, on the Raptors here. Precious Achua. That's right. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. But look, I think it's a good matchup for him tonight against Chicago. And I'm looking at his points, rebounds, and assists over 18.5, which you can bet at Bet Rivers. Now, in three games thus far, he's averaging 10.3 points per game. 11.3 rebounds per game, and 1.7 assists per game. He has gone over 18.5 points, rebounds, and assists in two out of three contests thus far at Boston. Got 15 points and 15 rebounds. Versus Dallas, had 10 points, 12 rebounds, and three assists. So he's already racked up two uh, double-doubles as of this point. And you look at the Bulls. Now, I haven't seen, I was trying to look the latest update on Bucevic because he was questionable with an illness, a.k.a. maybe a hangover because it was his birthday yesterday. So you never know what his availability is going to be after that. But regardless, even if he is playing, the, the part of the defense where the Bulls slack and where there is going to be kind of a liability is down low defending the rim. And this is where Chua really makes his cake in the seldom opportunities he does get down there, but more now so because you don't have a big guy like Siakam to take those shots. He is going to have ample opportunity to make his cake enough to get over 18.5 points, rebounds, and assists, in my opinion. And again, you know, that correlates with just getting a lot of the boards, banging down low and taking advantage of his bigger size against his Bulls interior that really isn't too stout. So look for Precious Achua over 18.5 points, rebounds, and assists. And if you're feeling kind of frisky here, maybe take a flyer 4-1 to one for him to record a double-double tonight as well. 
It's recorded twice already out of three games. Consider that maybe just half a unit, taking a flyer, whatever it may be. Consider the double-double, but more importantly, the best bet is him over 18.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Now, sticking in that game, a bet that if you look around, you can find to get a good number at. Scotty Barnes, over 20.5 points and rebounds. His points, rebounds, and assists at about 22.5. Would still lean over there, but more so I like the over 20.5 points and rebounds. He's not really doing too much in the assist category, but he is, as of this point, averaging 18 points per game and 10 rebounds per game, and he's gone over 20.5 points and rebounds in all three games thus far. 48% of his shots come at the rim. He's making 62% of them. 40% come from mid-range, and he's making 53% of them. Again, the Raptors aren't that deep offensively. They need another guy to contribute aside from Ananobi and Fred Van Fleet, and Scotty Barnes has been that guy thus far. So look for him over 20.5 points slash rebounds, and Precious Achua over 18.5 points, rebounds, and assists. So that's what I got rolling for Danny's Dimes in the NBA. Let's kind of transition over some action I've got for Monday Night Football tonight. Saints and Seahawks, baby. Let's get into it with some of the quarterback props here. And we'll get into my best bet in just a second for this. But I did want to start out discussing Jameis Winston and what you could or should bet for him tonight or how you should approach it rather. And Jameis Winston's been quite the perplexing quarterback situation because when we think of Jameis, we think of him slinging the ball, right? 30-30 when he was with the Buccaneers. But there really just hasn't been that much passing out of Jameis Winston this season. And tonight, in a game where they can really thrive in the ground attack in a bad weather condition-filled game, look at his pass attempts 26-and-a-half and his pass completions at 17-and-a-half and look under in both spots. Now, the under is minus 137 for the pass attempts, but he's only averaging 23 pass attempts per game. He's only gone over 26 and a half once, and that was their last game at Washington where he got 30. Seahawks have a bad secondary. We all understand that. But if Kamara gets his, you know, just, I don't know, dominance going right from the start, which we probably assume he can, then Jameis won't need to throw the ball as much. And if you're thinking the Saints are going to win, they won't need to have him throw the ball as much. And yes, the Seahawks are getting thrown on 39 times per game. But again, consider how bad these weather conditions are. In a turnover machine, potentially that Jameis is, you don't want to risk anything too crazy. So the strong lean, I didn't like laying the minus 137, so I didn't officially play it. But under 26 and a half pass attempts for Winston. And then same goes with his pass completions under 17 and a half minus 114. He's only averaging 14 pass completions per game. So what makes you think he's going to go over it tonight in a game where they probably won't need him to go crazy in the passing game? You're also missing a receiver in the spot, and your leading target goes to Alvin Kamara. That's not what you want to see out of your quarterback, but it is what it is. He has not gone over this mark once, though. Most he had was 17 versus the New York Giants. Seahawks allowing about 26 completions per game, but you put that aside for this spot because it's different based on the weather and the circumstance, and you have the lead, in my opinion, to Jameis under 17.5 pass completions. I didn't play either, but a little bit stronger conviction to his under 17.5 pass completions, minus 114, as opposed to his pass attempts. But speaking of pass attempts, what could you do maybe with Geno Smith and his pass attempts at 30.5? Over plus 103, under minus 134, I actually would look at the side of the dog here thinking over 30 and a half pass attempts. I know it kind of goes over everything that I was saying in terms of both of these teams wanting to establish the run, but if we can assume the Seahawks are trailing in this game, then they're going to have to throw at some point. Also, you have the receiving threat still of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett if Alex Collins can't get anything going against his defense against the run in New Orleans that is really stout and number two in DVOA run defense, allowing just 79 rushing yards per game. Every quarterback, aside from that first game when it was Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, has gone over 30-and-a-half pass attempts by a large margin. Again, I get it. The weather is bad, but I'm assuming they're going to be trailing, and the Saints' run defense is very, very solid. If they can't establish that run game enough in the first half for the Seahawks, Geno's going to have to pass it at some point. So I would have the lean to the over 30-and-a-half pass attempts for that plus money, plus 103. But if you want the official play that I'm making with these quarterbacks, this is going to take us to the head-to-head who is going to have more passing yards prop. And I'm going with my main man, Geno Smith here. He's not really my main man, but hopefully tonight he is. <laughs> minus 125 is where this number has gone up to at Bet Rivers. I got it about minus 114 or so. But Geno Smith, I think, is going to have more passing yards and would still lay the minus 125 to do that. Look, Winston, I get it. He is the better quarterback. There's no denying that. But I don't think he will need to throw as much, and he really hasn't this season. 
Geno Smith, we have a very small sample size. That is understood. But again, I think they're going to be trailing, and you have better receiving weapons in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett who can make anything happen out of thin air, even if it's just a screen pass. They can make magic happen. They can get the yards after contact to really pad those stats for Geno Smith. Again, if they can't get that ground game going against this really solid Saints run defense, Geno Smith will have to throw it. So consider that, because that's the play that I made, the only one I made for Monday Night Football. Might do in-game, but Geno Smith... To have more passing yards than Jameis Winston, they will need to throw the ball more so. They have the better receiving weapons. And Geno Smith, look, I mean, he threw a decent amount against Pittsburgh. It's nothing that was out of this world for the main reason I bet it, but circumstance, people. And I think the circumstance calls for Geno Smith and his necessity to throw the ball more. So play Geno Smith to have more passing yards than Jameis Winston tonight for Monday Night Football. And that's going to do it, though. Those are our official plays. Geno Smith over, or not over, but to have more passing yards... Then Jameis Winston here. Minus 112 is what we got. Minus 125 now at Bet Rivers would still play it. And now we're rolling with the basketball action, baby. Precious Achua over 18 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Minus 125. Scotty Barnes over 20 and a half points and rebounds. Minus 115. Big game here for the Bulls tonight. I know it's early, but i got to say big game because we got to generate some excitement here in the Chicagoland area with the seldom success in sports that we have. The Blackhawks are a mess. Everybody knows how the Bears are right now. So all us Chicago sports fans have as of this point are the Chicago Bulls and would be the best ever out of them every single night. But look, best of luck detail with any of our plays. Thank you, as always, for joining us for another edition of Rush Hour. Big thanks to Dan Lee, host of the Detroit City Cast, joining us, and Adam Burke as well. Remember, vcin.com slash subscribe for more content. Till tomorrow, take care. Best of luck with your bets. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.